0: Nature strip trying to kick. Cool and Gatter's getting close and September run back on the inside at the 150. September run drives through and Cool and Gatter then Balanipatina. Cool and Gatter in the centre lifts. Cool and Gatter in front of Balanipatina. I wish I win late. Cool and Gatter announces herself and wins it from I wish I win Balanipatina. September run. He's so good at those calls, Matt Hill. He just gets them so right.
1: Yeah, he nailed that. Another good call. I couldn't actually remember it, so <laughs> clearly left a lasting impression on me. I couldn't remember it, but just listening back there, no, he's, uh, he's done his usual good job, and that is the highest-rated performance, certainly in Australia this weekend, but it's a three-way tie at the top because Coolangatta uh, 120, not a vintage Lightning winner, but certainly a f- an interesting Lightning, and a, you know it's got that changing of the guard vibe. Mm. Although I was saying today it's set up Nature Strip now because now they're all, you know, he's done. He's the gone. The old champ's finally gone, but he's done this before. And now we've got, you know what we've got? We've got Pete Sampras coming back to win the US Open vibes. Off the canvas for one last show, Nature Strip, Sampras style, in the TJ Smith, his race, perhaps. Well, I've got some fun facts here,
0: courtesy of Brad Bishop. Put in all the work and I'm stealing it. But only in last year's Challenge Stakes, where he earned a rating of 108, has he rated worse in his past 17 starts, which takes back to the Everest of 2020. Saturday's number was his lowest first-up figure since he ran 109 in the 2020 Lightning behind Guitra. This is the first time he's strung together consecutive sub-124 performances
1: since the start of 2021. So there's a few alarm bells there. Yeah, yep. So he ran a worse rating in the lead-up to last year's TJ Smith. And peaked straight off that and ran 130 and won a TJ. As I said on Friday, you try and put this horse in a box. He was flat there on the weekend, but Cool and Gadda wasn't. And she, I've got a fun fact of my own. She is the first to do the Moya Lightning Double in the same season when they were both over 1,000 metres, but Caviar did it as well, but her Moyers were over 1,200 uh, since and Only three have ever done it. Yeah, wow. So there you go. So she is the... The 1,000-metre flyer in Australia at the moment, the 1,000-metre specialist, which Nature Strip is certainly not. He's not, no. He's now, I think, four from 11 at 1,000 metres mm. for Waller. It's not his jam. I, f- I do find it interesting that he's
0: not going to run again, though. Ever? No, until the TJ. Like, he's okay. aborting the usual plan, which to me is very unWaller and is another alarm bell. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, he's going to go straight to the TJ off this. So what price is he going to be? You, oh, I yeah. love it. It's fascinating. Who
1: knows? Who knows? You bag people out for saying fascinating. I just said fascinating. I should have stopped myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's going to land in the TJ off this and there'll be obviously winners going to the TJ. There'll be a Galaxy
1: winner. There'll be, yeah, there'll be bundles of winners. Bundles of winners. Newmarket and William Reid winners. And he's
0: going to be off his worst first up performance in two years.
1: And he hasn't run, he's now had four goes this season and he hasn't been near his top. Mm. It it has a, uh, the old boys slowing down vibe. It does. Yeah. Perfect scenario. I did see... a uh, one last. Yeah, whack.
0: He gets a wet track, Ramwick. But I did see a headline. Oh, the the, bu- the bubble has burst with nature strip.
1: Oh, I saw <laughs> someone... Yeah, someone did say that. That's... Wow. There's a headline somewhere, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, that is a... Uh, that is a shocker. <laughs> I haven't seen a horse this gone since alligator blood up in Brisbane. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. He's the best miler in the country. Yeah, I know. We do love to... Um, Sign off on them, but it was a bit of a even though she's been there already, as we said in the more, it was a bit of a, a coming of age, if you like, for Cool and Gator. The three-year-olds are standing up. Lofty Strike the week before, and we've seen I mean Giga Kick won in Everest. Yep. So they are they're holding up the three-year-olds. Ratings-wise, they're a they're not an outstanding crop as yet. They're just normal. Mm. Normal is good. Normal's fine. Yep. It's better than below average. They're certainly not that, but they are winning. It might have something to do with the uh, older opposition. And the fact that a changing of the guard is probably overdue—it is—but yeah, that's that's interesting. So she is now equal peak rating wise, measured off peak rating. Yep, within secret, her cool more conqueror. Yep. So they are the two—they're the one-two punch at the top. Are they the one-two? Are the three-year-old fillies the new queens of the sprint scene? Have you thought about this at all? <laughs>
0: well, it's interesting. In Secret's always been favourite for the new market. Yeah, and she's until still, Saturday, is she still she's going? Well, she'll run in the surround, and then it's back in trip for the new market. That's good, which is a good setup. But I, have you seen a better trial in the lightning? Then I wish I win.
1: It's got to be the best new market trial in the lightning I've seen. since September run or Spieth or Osborne Bulls. Now none of them won. I admit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good. It was a good new market trial, but we've we've seen those before in the lightning. Mm. But he did. He went like a rocket. He's terrific horse and. He's probably well, not even probably. He's almost certainly a better twelve hundred meter horse than a thousand meter horse. You yeah. would think. Cool and Gutter is a bit hard done by. I think her win on the weekend is panels
0: ahead of what In Secret did first up in Sydney.
1: Oh, panels ahead of what she did first up? Yeah, in a funny, bunched sort of race. Mm. But the Coolmore happened, and that Coolmore is where Lofty Strike and Cool and Gatter have come from. Mm. Cool and Gatter did a lot of work that day. Her run was full of merit. It was a, it was a really good effort. So, um, and obviously she'd won the Moire before that, and she. She, she nearly got struck by lightning on when she was supposed to run yeah, in the manicato, right. And so she yeah. then went 36 days into that Coolmore and the edge was off the track. It was quite tested and not quite. No, it was, from memory, it was on the mm. Genuine Soft and it was uh, particularly up the straight, I think, that day. I'm flying off the top of my head here, but I think the going was a bit tougher up the straight. And she they did plenty of work. They poured it on in that Coolmore, which is why the you know, notches and such were, I think, my view of things was that they were picking up the pieces late on. It looked like they were flying home and they weren't. Yep. And credit was to to Cool and Gatter and Best of Bordeaux and Queen of the Ball and those who had carved it up a bit. But they're they're a good group. I think they're a good group. And there's a there's a big empty void at the top of the sprint ranks, particularly if Big Red is um setting. Just on Buon and
0: notches picking up the pieces in that core more, that wasn't the case with I Wish I Win though. He was finishing fast. He was, was finishing it?
1: fast, yeah, no, he wasn't he was
0: just to clarify, for all the eyes guys out there, you can give it another tick with the data, because the data matched the visuals.
1: Yeah, just about. I suspect I suspect got look good. Oh. So I think maybe the visuals maybe the data isn't quite keeping pace with the visuals. Because the visuals, guys are, the new market's over, right? It's already run. <laughs> I'm with him. How are you gonna beat him in the new market? Uh, well, a horse that's already smashed him up is coming. Who's that? Impera Trees. So he's just advertising how good she is, isn't he? Mm. He's come across with the Well, he ran well against Impera Trees. He's quite good. This is him. She's coming back to give him another spray. I think he might have found a few links since, (laughs) but it's a all of a sudden. I say all of a sudden it does every year, but it's looking like a real new market, isn't it? Uh, Joe Pride first up with Private Eye as well. Scary, yeah. That's whoa. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, it's scary. Wow, that's a what a race. What a race. It won't get a. uh, It'll barely get a byline. Like it's. (laughs) It's all about the All Star Mile, mate. (laughs) Uh, Did you want to? We have to backtrack a bit here because we we got overexcited by the lightning. We did. We said it was a triple dead heat for the highest rate. Yeah, oh of yeah, week. it was. It was. So, so there's one
0: February stakes, Japan. Yep, on the dirt at Tokyo yesterday. Lemon Pop, too good. Quite a comfortable win. The jockey was confident a long way
1: out. Nice, promising horse. And yeah, well, figure I'm of one twenty. Got to be more than promising at this point. We've once you're doing that, you've you've pushed past promise. You have pushed past promise, and I guess promising in the sense he's only lightly raced. Yeah. Okay. So he might be even better yet. Mm. A Japanese dirt monster. Will he go to, is the timing right? Does he go to Dubai? Could he be a Dubai World Cup throw at the stumps? I know they've got a big army going. I don't know. Deduce, you know, last week. Sorry, we're just going to keep getting sidetracked here. Deduce last week, I was saying going to the Shima because that's the race that absolutely makes sense for him. But no, he's going to the Dubai Turf, which is the 1800 metre race. Oh. So he's going back in trip because Equinox is going and going to the Shima Classic. So yeah, the Japan. They're dodging each other. Mm, but it's the Japan hand is strong. I suppose it it is it every year. They love to travel and they travel to all these big international meetings, but they'll be in Dubai in force. And it was in Dubai on Friday night that Nation's Pride won for Charlie, another big winner for for Charlie won the uh Dubai Millennium there. It wasn't a anything like the sort of contest he'll be he'll get on Dubai World Cup night. No, he'll probably go to the Jebel Hatter in between and then go to the Turf, I would assume. Unless they want to go to the Shima with him. He sort of, he won over two thousand, and his options are over eighteen or twenty-four, so he can go one way or another. Uh, but he's a good horse. He ran one hundred and twenty, which is pretty much standard for that race. Guyath won it for Charlie and ran one hundred and thirty, winning it by eight and a half lengths before going on a Group One route through the English summer. He's not Guyath, but he's good. Do you remember Nation's Pride won I do. a Group One in America last year? I think we, I think this podcast gave him a big shove for the Derby, and he ran poorly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. So the highest-rated horse of the weekend. Was a three-way dead heat. Mm. And i tell you what, the biggest flop of the week this week,
1: hotly contested. Hotly contested. So I didn't think it was. I just walked straight in the door and said, well, (laughs) we don't even have to think about that one. Don't even have to run any numbers. It's just Nature Strip. And apparently, well, not even apparently. Oh, no, it is apparent. There is more to this. There is much more to this. But Nature Strip is a strong
0: contender. Strong contender because he is 18 pounds off his peak. But, but that might be a bit unkind to the big boy. Was anyone expecting his peak on Saturday? Perhaps not. Not according to the market.
1: He doesn't jump uh, that price. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. It was he, his expectation was on the you know, was soft on him. Yeah. So 12 pounds off his first up run last prep though, which is still... He's still... Oh, that's it, a, expectation might have
0: been softer than his yeah. peak, but it was better than that. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Af Cabin in Sydney, 116 first up, 109, mm-hmm. getting rolled at $1.60... Yeah, Seven well, the odds factor comes in. The odds yeah. factor comes in. Then Maria Mia, 115 last start, runs 104, 11 pounds. So that's neck and neck with Nature Strip, and she started odds on.
1: Mm, no, that's a, any other week, that is a big contender, isn't it? Huge contender. A massive hat tip, honorary mention. Huge, you know, that's a shocker. That's a shocker.
0: <laughs> she was excuse free as well, really. Mm. And this is probably why this is harsh. But Tim Clark rolled at deep odds on in the jockey challenge. Eight rides on Saturday, he ran second three times. Six were inside $7, three were odds on. Market expected him to come away with at least two wins there on Saturday. Is he the flop of the week?
1: Well, that might be a neat way for you to bundle. like So, Nature Strip is really, by the rules, the flop of the week, but there's a couple of good contenders there to challenge him and they're all ridden by the same bloke. Mm. So, you could bundle him, package him up, package deal, and give it to the jockey. Very easy. Well, it's like a multi. (laughs) <laughs> it is well, yeah. The funny thing is, off the top of my head, he hasn't really made any mistakes. No, not I, obvious mistakes there.
0: No, I. He got a bit of heat about his right on F cabin after missing the start, rolling forward. But if he's a dollar sixty and he's got that much on him, he sh- that should not have been an issue.
1: Without worrying about, you know, was he too? No, there's no excuses there. No, pace wise, there's no excuses. What I'm trying to spit yeah. out there. There so might be excuses in did he fire him up or any of that business. I don't know, but it's if he's that good, it shouldn't be an issue. Pace wise, there's no excuses. Well, he shouldn't be getting beat that comfortably. No, he, I think he's just had a he's just had a bad day, hasn't he? He's a very hard one now because do they go to the guineas? I no, I don't know the answer to that question. Thankfully, I don't have to make those decisions. <laughs> yeah. Over to you, James. He had an umbrella at the races on Saturday. He's too good. He's upping the game. He's just the best. Af <laughs>
0: cabin. I was sort of thought he, I, I thought he would get away with it on the weekend, and then I thought going to a mile he would have been a risk, and I was happy to bet against him in the mile. But not on your
1: own there. Everyone had Ossopenko circled as wait till he gets to a mile, and he mm. went and did it now. Yeah, I mean the change in intent with Osapenko is very frustrating. Well, do you want to bundle that in and that comment in to this week's Taylor Pendrith, which is in Melbourne, but it's the same concept. So it's Timor. Yeah has just been left to squeal home from nowhere by the very much out-of-sorts James McDonald at Flemington from a wide draw for Waller. You're still getting a few bites, aren't you? Not as many. Elon's Twitter is broken. (laughs) It's not as good. But he did bake this one. But it's a... Slaughter to instruction. Yeah, it's this, you know, he's, he's just doing what the stable want done. It's an STI. So if Timor... Yeah, an STI. And Waller seems to get a lot of STIs. Now, there's the soundbite for the ad for this podcast. <laughs> he'll draw a gate next time. He'll go to a mile and a half. He's got some nice bits of form in France as well around a couple of nice horses, Bubblegift and Beretta, among form lines that he carries that say he's fairly smart and much better than what this piece of form is worth, but it's the way he produced this piece of form in in this handicap that says he's he's winning a race and he'll win it with a bit of intent and a barrier. So
0: using the Racing and Sports Black Book
1: up in trip next time. Do you want up in trip? Yeah. Well, he's a strong. St- he stays well. Although he not lacking for toe. He showed here. He's got a bit of zip. He zipped home here. He's like last four, four and two. He was clearly the last, fastest last twelve thousand eight six four two in the race. And his last four and two were you know, mid elevens. Like could You know, he's not slow, but he stays well. So up in trip draws a gate equals win. That's a black book comment for this horse. Yeah. Well, he's gonna there'll be much more intent, which is what you're saying about Osipenko, And I suppose Lindemann was another (sighs) case of this. Well, he wasn't necessarily a barrier thing, but he was just a fitter. It comes back to what you spoke about last week about down at the Oval. I think there is a thought of
0: they don't want to give them, they're not fit enough to take up a position. They're not ready for a hard run. So they sort of ride them more quieter to get the fitness levels up. And then now, second up, they're fitter. Therefore, they can take up a more prominent role.
1: Yeah, I just dispute and physics disputes the idea that running with a massive change of gear is actually a softer run. That's the that's my dispute with that. Mm. I could be wrong. I said I don't train horses, but it's, it's pretty basic physics.
0: If you backed Osipenko and then you saw where Nash landed, you are always fairly confident he was going to be in the finish.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because he's always going to be strong in that finish because he'd stay, he'll stay a mile, well, he's already stayed a mile really well. In the Caulfield Guineas. He drew, he drew wide in the Caulfield Guineas, I assume, because he was best part of last in that. Yep. yeah, He was the eye-catching run in the Caulfield Guineas, which worked out pretty well on Saturday. Elliptical and, and Co. That form mm. is that form is looking okay, but it... It's the same horses, though. Yeah, it's a little bit of a don't sneaky get tricked, one. Don't get a sneaky one, isn't that. it? Oh, the form's working out. Yes. They're racing. You know, one of them's got to win. They're racing themselves. It's <laughs> the same horses. There's no new blood, which will be interesting. I don't think there's going to be new blood in either Guineas. The New Zealander was safely held on Saturday. Legato comes for the Australian Guineas. Legato will be interesting because she was much better than Pierre yep. over there. Um, I did write down some J-Max stats because I know that you we talked about this. J-Max, all jokes aside, and yep. I'm not into him necessarily. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been underwhelming the market in mm. the, for the last month. Yeah. And I've noticed doing the sectionals that he is doing a lot of running on late. Mm. He's being very conservative. Yeah. And yeah he's, f- he's underwhelming the market he's only giving about three quarters he's five wins shy in the last month the market's wanted f- he's fallen five wins behind expectation and if you go over the year like he's i think he's six months it's eighty nine wins from eighty nine like he's he keeps, bang on yeah, yeah he gives the market what it wants. They talk about the j Mac tax, but it's a bit of a myth he what the market does is just price him efficiently yeah. but he has underwhelmed in the last month, and I've noticed. Beyond that, even just doing the midweekers and things, that he's, he's doing a lot of running on late. Very passive. Is that just maybe the time of the year? Is he riding a lot of horses, kicking off, being stuffed into this box that I'm whinging about? It's given
0: me Bowman during Winks vibes with J-Mac at the moment. But and I he's still not
1: riding necessarily badly. He's not riding badly, but I think in terms of... He um, set himself a high bar. Yeah. He's still having, I must say, for all my poking fun, he's this season in Victoria, of those who have had a substantial number of rides, he's, he's had the biggest impact. Impact value is 2.83, so he rides 2.8 winners more than you would expect if he was just having random rides and having no effect. He's a bit better than Jamie Carr, Shins third, then Ethan Brown, and then Yendall and Lane. So the right right names are there, so that's a good stat, right? I think the hard thing with
0: J-Mac, what you touched on, is that you're not going to not want to find him, even if he is going through this somewhat patch that people might describe as him being out of
1: form. <laughs> well, you're not, not having a bet because J-Mac's on. <laughs> exactly. So, it, really, it's... If you've got value on a horse and J-Mac's riding it, just bet. Yeah. I think you're just rolling with the punches at the moment.
0: But I would I would think J-Mac... I'd rather find J-Mac on Saturday than Wednesday at the moment.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, okay. The almost opposite of that is the Morikawa this week, which is Jamie Mott for Elkington Road in the Hayes, which is says something interesting about the Hayes, I think, that Elkington Road was the... Most perfectly ridden horse at Flemington or Randwick across both cards. He was the most perfectly ridden horse by our measure of things, anyway. And that was by Jamie Mott, who, unlike J Jay- so jmax had a big swing and a miss there. Jamie Mott's ridden this perfect there, and I suppose that says something about it. the time of the the Hayes was okay. But there's a very bunched finish mm. and and horses that have been well ridden. So there's not there's a couple obviously that were that were finishing well but there wasn't – I don't think there's a lot of guts to to the haze. I think they're a pretty even sort of lot. So the average margin – well, the margin to third was a neck and fourth, half a length, Point six back to fifth. Well, that's loosely all of those are five times more compressed than the 20-year average. Mm. So that's really compressed in the finish. In fact, the, the average margin to second is 0.9 and all five – the first five home all squeeze within that average – margin of first to second so I mean you can see that if you watch the race you saw a lot of heads everywhere It was a flurry of heads and necks and the the best horse the best performed horse won the race attrition lost no admirers is that what you'd say about attrition yeah I think if you
0: backed attrition you're still a bit sick but at the same time you're not jumping off
1: yeah but a few others I I don't see that there wasn't a lot of um into the black book there as I said Elkington Road is not a bad little horse but he's this seems about his level, running 101. I think he ran in this race, and there's not a lot of. There doesn't seem to be anything there to tell me that these horses are much better than that, other than the two mentioned there, who might, who might improve again. For context's sake, elliptical I think fits in alongside aft cabin and Brosnan if he's in the Hobartville. If you go across like averages over the last ten, twelve years or, or what have you, the it has been about as hard to be placed in a Hobartville as it has been to win a Hayes. So the Hobartville has been a much stronger race than the Hayes and that probably has something to do with the fact that in Melbourne they separate these horses through the Hayes and the Autumn Stakes whereas they pretty much all go to the Hobartville in Sydney but it's been a much stronger race and that, that's the case again this year. So it's a much weaker race than the Sydney race. And I don't think O is shaking in his boots. No, no. No, I don't think so. The interesting thing about O is he still hasn't... He's... um. He's won two slowly run races, so he he's still yet to. It's the you know they're not about to catch him on the hop or it's not like he's peaked and they're going to catch him wobbling at the top of his game. That he's elevating as much if not more than than these are, so they're behind and with less upside. Good that's, luck. That's trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but stranger things have happened, and he'll <laughs> everyone. And the market is going to know all about that.
0: Well, Laugh Cabin was the best horse in the country till Saturday.
1: Yeah, well, it changes very quickly, doesn't it? Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. So Ossipenko actually only, this is top twats. Yep. For new listeners, twat is a uh, time form with a twist. So but it's a good thing. They're they're say we're someone being from kind. Ing- they're going to say someone from England. No. <laughs> so the top twat in Sydney was Ossopenko, but he had to share it with the mighty Zarek. Good win. He was at his absolute top, first up over 1,400. Hawks are back. Hawks are back. I think they, I haven't looked that up, but maybe there has been a little bit of... There's been a resurgence. I, I'm stopping short of resurgence. <laughs> I was going to say slight movement in the right direction, but okay, now we'll go with resurgence. Yeah. All aboard the Hawks train. Got to be theatre. Yeah. Um, no, i a I tell you what, that had Canberra Cup written all over it first up there, Zarek, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Third up Canberra Cup, they'll probably run him in the Tancred. <laughs> Melbourne was obviously the Lightning, and we've spoken at length now about the Lightning, have we not? We have. I feel like we just threw cliches at that for a while. Did we do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brisbane was the bopper, so he'd had his little setback there and, and missed the missed the run at the barriers and everything, but he, he got it on track and ran 107. And he's put three in a row up there, so he's one of them he... Sadly lost. J-Mac getting too far back. No. Although that was another by design job. But he's found the form that he was supposed to have found four years ago when he was a spring three-year-old and really talented and then he just went missing for four years. That Queenslander has brought it back out in him. And speaking of horses that have changed tables, gone north and become heroes, Namazoo gets an honorary mention. The mighty Namazu. So he's joined O'Day and Hoisted. He's run a new peak first up over 1,400, and this is a Cups King. You know, Townsville Cairns Cups over 10 furlongs, and he's run a big peak first up. He backed it up and won over a mile. So he didn't have to run any better than the first up run to win it, but he'll oh, go better. There's more to come, isn't there? Have to be. Wow. What a horse, the mighty Namazoo. Uh, we did hit triple figures in Adelaide. Ooh. Larimer Street ran to 100 on the dot. On the dot. He's fairly well exposed, Larimer Street. Saskatoon ran 99, so two races. And he probably has a bit more upside, so he's probably more a to-follow horse. And we blew 100 away in Perth at Pinjarra, Magic Millions meeting at Pinjarra. Yep. And neither of the two features troubled the highest-rated horse on the card, the top twat, top,
0: multinational. Yeah, as you touched on upstages, the two features. Thought it was a good win holding off the inform Weaponson. He got a great ride. Brad Parnham just settled him just behind the leader. And then took him at the turn, but Weaponson loomed up on his outside and looked to have him cold, but kicked back to win. Frank's what he did last preparation and a good win first up. I think that's a good form race. He had a lot of in-form horses lining up in that, so that did look one of the stronger races on the card, and expect it to work out that way as well.
1: Follow him. any the Magic Millions themselves. They didn't seem to be a lot of a lot of guts to that.
0: It looked good, the winner, but the. Main story out of the race was the favourite pulled up, shinsaw who and the favourite had taken care of the winner comfortably in the lead up. So
1: might have thinned the figures out a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So a bit are we saying non event or is that too much? I've gone too far. You've okay. gone too far with Hawks' resurgence and I'm going non event magic millions, Pinjarra. <laughs> That's very harsh. Okay. It's a good winner. I think you've got to press the Bruce button because I've done my homework this week. Oh, <laughs> It is exciting. It is exciting. And this is a potentially exciting horse, Freak of Nature. Oh, It's a good name Good name. Got to be. It's a little silver chair reference, I think. Beat Fists of Fury, another good name, and a part of the Hawks resurgence, Fist of Fury. (laughs) (laughs) Had one on debut, run nice splits, and was at the time a rare Ollie Hawks success story. But that's about to change, isn't it? Um, Gee, Sessions Road ran more in the last as well. No, maybe it is a resurgence. (laughs) They're back. (laughs) Um, And Fists of Fury was good here, even though turned over at best part of even money in the two-year-old race. This 1300 is often the sort of trial or one of the trials for the VRC size, Yep, which the VRC size always looks terrible and everyone goes, how is this a group two? And then you look back in 18 months' time, you go, it's quite a good group two, the VRC size. Uh, So Fists of Fury will almost certainly be going there. He is a son of done deal and fairly talented. And as I said, ran good splits winning at Pakenham on Dubu. You could say look flat and disappointing here, but when you do the figures, the time is fast. So he's actually improved and done probably everything they wanted him to do. I mean, the Hawks horse horses are flying. They're running through brick walls. <laughs> but they've bumped into a stable that are absolutely flying. Jay Warren. Oh, yep. That's freak of nature. Snitz out of no evidence needed. Ooh. So, yeah, there's a there's a page to work yep. with here as well. She was rated 114 and won. I know she won a Let's Elope, and then she won one of those Group 3 sprints in Sydney as well. I'm going to have an absolute stab and say it was the Southern Cross or the Starlight. Got to (laughs) be. Sit on the fence. (laughs) I'll say Southern Cross. First answer, first answer. Lock it in, Eddie. Yeah, look that up if you're you're listening at home and see if I'm right. I bet I'm right. So, yeah, he's got a page to work with. This was Ethan Brown. So, Ethan, the big knock with Jason Warren and why we were saying he was in form was that a little bit like J-Mac at the midweeks, we're seeing a lot of horses in the when we're working through the sectionals that are running, that are doing things sectionally, Impressively Mm. Say sectionally Impressively In a hurry Five times (laughs) (laughs) And Jason Warren's horses Have been doing that For about three months Bryce Hayes Has been doing that In Sydney for about Three months And they are winning Through brick walls Oh Brycey There's running nice sectionals And then there's running Nice sectionals And then going again And actually winning Mm. But this was Ethan Brown on, on here Ethan Brown's only Ridden five times For Jason Warren Ethan Brown is by nature A positive jockey I think He absolutely is And three for five in those, they a nice change-up. Link-up, so I feel like you know maybe the Jason Warren, maybe the knock on Jason Warren is that he f- is another trainer who likes his horses ridden back and running on that all-important cover. But Ethan Brown might be the uh, the right sort of guy to to turn good, you know, turning out horses in in great order. We well, need someone to go around and turn that into wins, and Ethan Brown might be the the man to do that. We're talking about five rides here. so This is very, <laughs> you know, we could just be getting lucky, of course. But uh, this was fast, well ridden. Well-ridden might be the slight knock, but run, I don't think running fast on Taboo is a real knock. No. I don't care how you did it. And Ethan Brown in general is his last three months. Talk about Jason Warren. Ethan Brown's last three months, he has produced 12.5 more wins than market expectations. So he's 12.5 wins ahead of the game. Really? Mm. Whoa, that is big numbers. And he's striking at 26%. So he's uh, he's going really well, Ethan Brown. As I said, it's it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing if Ethan Brown's on your horse in general. If you've got your team flying and you just need a little bit of tactical now, so I think Ethan Brown might be a man, and it's worked here for the freak of nature. Yeah, good figure. He can. He's a size horse. So there you go. I've done my homework. I'm very impressed. That wraps us up.
0: Adam will be back with Jake to do the preamble later in the week. We're taking some time
1: off. You taking time off. From taking time off. (laughs) Exhausted from all this holidaying. It's a tough gig. Someone's got to do it. But
0: thanks for tuning in. All the racing heats up from here on out. And we just got a little taste of it on the weekend. So can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. I thought that was a poor show. And if you agree, please tweet in.